Hello? <clears throat> Hello and welcome back to Spiritual Coach. Today we're talking about an essence of eternity. Let's start off by thinking about a concept. I don't know how many I've, I don't know how many of you out there play video games, but sometimes video games can get quite uh, extensive. You can put a put a lot of time into playing those games, and in some of those games that we play, you can spend a lot of hours building um, homes or. getting gear or getting new items and you just spend all that time grinding to get these things and at the end of the day you spend all that time for what <laughs> something in a, a, a game that you potentially could be done playing in a year or two and you just totally forgot about it and you're on to the next one. But we, we spend all this time grinding and, and building and, and trying to get the new item and uh, unlock the, the secret or whatever it may be. And it was for nothing. And whenever I started thinking about eternity in this life, I started realizing that a lot of times we do the same thing with this life. We grind and we work and we do all these things for a natural life that will be over and done with in 120 years, if we're lucky. <laughs> and you leave all that to the next generation. But what did you really work for? You built your own kingdom. You strive for all these things that you can't keep with you. My dad always used to say, you can't, you, you've never seen a hearse behind, <clears throat> you've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse, <laughs> meaning you can't take it with you when you die. So what should we really strive for? I think we should really be preparing for an eternity. And God has put a sense of eternity in our spirits. And so when he does that and causes us to understand that this life we now live is only, only temporary. Uh. So we should focus our attentions on preparing for that eternity and doing things now that will pertain to the next life, which in essence is truly our real life because we will be in eternity forever. And the Bible is full of verses that speak of our lives being but a breath or vapor. And let's just check out one now. Psalm 39, verse 5. Indeed, you have made my days as handbreadths, and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly, every man at his best state is but a vapor. Salah. And that word is basically a word that means to ponder, meditate on this point, on this saying, on this truth. And when we really meditate on the fact that our lives are here one day and gone the next, our lives are truly temporary. 
So what should we be doing with our lives? We should be living for an eternity. Here's another scripture. Ecclesiastes 3.11 He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. So although we were not going to know God's full plan, we do have a sense of eternity in our hearts, meaning we know that we will go on living after we die. Now, there will come across, you will come across people who say they don't think that there's going to be anything. They believe that when they die, there's just nothing that's just going to be black. You won't have any consciousness. But really, deep down, they know that they're going to go on living. That's why they rage against the ways of God. That's why they rage against Christians and the Bible and Scripture. Because they know deep down that this is all true, but they don't want to believe it. They are willingly ignorant to these things. They don't want there to be an ultimate judgment. They don't want to be held accountable for their sins. And at the base of their morality, in the base of this truth, is that they don't want somebody telling them what to do. So that's why they reject God. They want to be able to sin freely and not be held accountable to their actions. So that's why they truly rage against God and His ways. And those who stand up for His word is because they don't want it to be true, even though they know deep down it is. Here's another scripture. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18 Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Folks, we're in a temporary situation right now, no matter what it is, no matter how bad it is, no matter what your affliction is. Folks, it's all temporary. Soon and very soon, and maybe even sooner than we realize, we're going to go be with our Lord. So, what should we be doing with our time? How can we prioritize our time? How can we use our time wisely? Yes, our outward man is perishing, but our inward man, our spiritual man, is being renewed day by day. And eventually, we're going to have those glorified bodies, folks. We're going to be in eternity. But what will you have done with your life? Will you be about your father's business like Jesus was? Listen to this scripture. Luke 2, 49. And he said to them, Why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Now, this is young Jesus speaking to Mary and Joseph because they were seeking him. Where, where did he go? He ran off somewhere. And Jesus was in the temple uh, schooling the Pharisees. <laughs> he was telling them what's up about God's word. And when his mom and dad came to find him, he said, Hey, didn't y'all realize i got to be about my father's business? Even at a young age, he understood the importance of, about being about God's work, God's business. Not your own, but God's. Folks, let me tell you, there's nothing more important you can do with your life than being about your father's business. 
you can go to work for somebody else at some other business and, and strive and work your whole life away, helping them to become rich or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, what, what good was it? What eternal good was it? Did it have any advancement for your father's kingdom? More than likely, probably not. Unless you use that place as a mission field. And you go and be a light in darkness. And you go and you spread the word wherever you can. Of course, we can be a light in any situation. And God can use any business, for the most part, for his good. But at the end of the day, there's no better business than working for God. So how can you do that? What can you do? You, doesn't, you don't necessarily have to become a pastor to be about your father's business. But just everywhere you go, consciously thinking about how can I serve God wherever I'm at? How can I use my time wisely for the kingdom? How can I use my time for the Lord? And when you do this on a regular basis, you're actually working towards eternal things. Listen to this next scripture. Proverbs 11.30 The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Folks, when we're winning souls, we are wise. We are working towards eternal things, eternal business, the Father's business. There's, gr there's no greater thing you can do in your life than to help win souls to the Lord. Listen to this next one. Romans fit. Romans 10, 15. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. <clears throat> Romans 10, 15. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Folks, how beautiful are you when you are spreading the gospel? You're bringing good tidings, good things, good news to those who are dying and perishing and on the way to hell. Folks, when we are consciously thinking about how can I preach this gospel to anybody in any circumstance, folks, we're working towards eternal things. Jude one twenty three, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Folks, we're spiritual firemen. We're out there trying to pull people out of the fire. We don't want to see anybody go to hell. God doesn't. He says that he wishes that none should perish, but everyone come to repentance. And thus we have that same mentality. We don't want anybody going to hell. Not even your worst enemy, folks. We don't want nobody to go there. So we got to be about our Father's business and spread this gospel. Listen to this next one. 1 Corinthians 9.16 For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Folks, woe to all of us as well who have heard the gospel and have accepted it and have made Jesus our Lord. Folks, don't go hide your light under a basket or under the bed. No, let your light shine in this dark world so that others may see and others may hear the gospel and others may come to Jesus and be saved. Folks, 
we need to be thinking about what kind of a lasting legacy we can leave behind. One that continues that one that continues on for eternity. One that is set in stone, written on our hearts and the hearts of our loved ones. Belief in Jesus Christ as the Son of the living God and Savior of the world is the legacy that lasts. Folks, we can leave nothing better behind to the next coming generations than Jesus himself and his will, his word, and his ways. <clears throat> but what do you want to be known for, remembered for? What do you want your lasting legacy to be? What do you want the people that you leave behind to think about when they think of you? Do you want them to think about an addiction that you could never break? Do you want them to think about all the hobbies that you had and talked about all the time or your favorite sports team? What do you really want people to know you for and remember you for? Because, mainly, what you need to be remembered for, <clears throat> mainly what you need to be remembered for is a servant of God. When, when I die, I pray that when people think about Brandon Tribble, that they think, man, he really served Jesus with his life. He may not always got it right, and he may have made some mistakes, but he sure loved Jesus, and he sure served him to the best of his ability. That's what I want people to leave to. That's what I want people to remember me for. Not how good I was in sports, or not uh, how good I was at playing video games, or or how funny I was, or how good at acting I was, or any of the things that I like. I want them to remember me for. Worshiping Jesus, serving God, living for Him to the best of my ability. Listen to this next one. Proverbs 20, verse 11. Even a child is known by his deeds, whether what he does is pure and right. So even a kid is remembered for what they've done. Even a child can be remembered for uh, what, whatever they did in the Lord, or good or bad, whether they served God or were against Him or... You know, they were a hellion or they were a good little kid or a bad little kid. People are going to remember. So even more so, us as adults, what do you want people to remember you for? And what can you leave to the next coming generation? What can you do to train up your children? Listen to this scripture, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Folks, that is one of the best things you can do with your life. If you have kids or any influence over a child, make sure it is to train them in the ways of the Lord and show them the right way to go. Proverbs thirteen twenty two, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Folks, a good man is going to leave an inheritance to his children's children. That means his grandkids. But what kind of inheritance can that be? Of course, we can leave wealth behind and property and other things like that. But how about this? To leave an inheritance of the Lord behind. To leave a, a godly life behind. A, an example of which way to walk in. Showing these children and, and grandchildren how to live in a godly way. 
another thing is people like to to work out or go to the gym and, and do all this exercise and they were like to run or treadmills or whatever and yes it is good it, it has some uh, benefit to to work on your physique and your uh, health in, in that th regard but listen to this scripture 1 Timothy 4 8 for bodily exercise profits a little but godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Folks, that's it. eternity right there. Of that, that life that's which, <clears throat> the life that which is to come, the life that which is to come is eternity. So, yes, I can work out all the time and have a regiment and watch what I eat and all these things and go to a gym and work out three or four times a week and, and try to do all these things but really, it's only profiting me a little. But what's more profit is when we work just as hard or harder to be godly for the ways of God, for the kingdom, working towards eternity. This has more profit because it only, not only does it have a profit for you now, but it has a profit for you later in eternity, which lasts way longer. So how much time are you really putting forth for the ways of God? To study, to prayer, to praise, to service, to going to church, to being a godly example. How, how much time are you putting forth towards those things? Those have more importance than going to the gym. And I'm not trying to discourage you from working out. Do that. Go ahead. But how much effort? Are you putting forth towards the things that really matter? Are you putting forth more effort towards exercise? Or are you putting more effort towards the things of God? And that even extends to other things, not just working out, but are you putting more effort in towards work, your hobbies? Even family can take over and be your number one place instead of God. God and His ways needs to be your number one. Spend more time in those things. <clears throat> Listen to this next scripture. Matthew 19, 29. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Now, this, of course, is not meaning you, you leave your, your wife or your children in the sense of you're never going to be with them again. But like, let's say you have to go on a mission trip and you have to leave. And you're going to do that in service for God. Or you have to leave your family behind, but you're doing it because you've got to go serve God somewhere. God will re repay any efforts you give towards Him a hundredfold. And you will also inherit eternal life. Folks, this is, this is a win-win scenario. And listen to this next scripture. It's, it's talking of the same point, but phrases that are a little different in Luke. Luke 18.30 Who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. Folks, you're going to receive many times more your efforts that you give to God here and now but even more importantly, in your eternal life, you shall receive rewards. Listen to these next scriptures. John 4.36 and, 
And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Uh. Folks, we're going to receive our due wages. And God knows what kind of work you're putting forth. He knows. If you're putting forth a lot of work, hey, a lot of rewards. Little work, little rewards. <laughs> but you're going to be gathering fruit in eternity one way or the other. So let's rejoice. Let's make sure we're putting in the work, though. Let's listen to this next scripture. Matthew 16, 27. For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his work. Folks, each one of us will receive a reward or receive a wage according to our own individual labor we've put forth for the Lord. Revelation twenty two twelve and behold I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Folks, if we know he's got a reward for us, we need to be putting in work. Matthew five, eleven and twelve. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Folks, God sees all and knows all. He knows your plight. He knows what those people have been saying about you. Lying on you. Saying false things. You will be rewarded for that. Matter of fact, be glad about it. Be thanking them. Thank you for doing that. Because you've given me an eternal reward in heaven. That's a blessing right there. Thank you for, for being mean to me. <laughs> But here's another one. Let's, let's bring it back down to sobering reality. <laughs> let's bring it back down to a sobering reality. 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 15. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed? As the Lord gave to each one, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it Take heed, but take uh, fully grasp the situation, folks. Really realize what's happening. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, which is like gems, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become clear for the day or the day of the Lord will declare it. Because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So even ourselves will be tested by fire as well. Are you truly on God's side? 
Is he truly your Lord? Everything will be tested. But let's bring it back to the point of, of what kind of building materials do you want to build? And if you think about the old nursery rhyme about the three little pigs and the big bad wolf, who really stood the test there? Was it the, the pig who had the straw house? No, that old wolf came in, he huffed and puffed and blew that thing right down. How about the guy with the stick house? Nope. Same thing happened. Wolf came in, huffed and puffed, blew it down. They all had to run to the guy, the pig who built his house out of brick. What kind of building materials do you want the work that you are giving forth to the Lord to be? You want it to make to be made out of wood, hay, or straw? No, we kind of already know where that's going to lead us. That all can get burned up. How about gold, silver, or precious stones? So this is even better than brick. We're talking about a fancy mansion here. We're talking about a fancy house. I want to be working towards that gold, silver, and precious stones. Amen? I want to be giving God my best. I want to be working hard for Him. And the day will declare. One day, a fire is going to come test what kind of work you've been putting forth to the Lord. Have you been, God, been, have you been giving God your bare minimum? That day will test it, and the fire will come. And even if you've been working just as hard as you think you can, and it's only been wood, hay, and straw, well, at least you will be saved. But you're going to suffer loss on the rewards you will receive. But how about you put in your best effort now while you got a chance? We already know our, our lives are but a breath. Our, our lives are vapor. So we might as well be putting in as much hard work as we can for God right now. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 25. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do not obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Uh. <clears throat> so, you got people running this race. <clears throat> you got people who are about to compete in this race. And they've been spending a lot of time working out and, and running and stretching and, 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 and getting coached and figuring out the best ways and maneuvers to run this way, to run this race. And, and you, you get this picture of somebody who's working hard for something. They're working hard to win. And they want to win. They don't want to get second. They don't want to get third. They don't want to get last. They want to get first. So run the race of faith, run the race of life in such a way that you want to obtain that imperishable crown that, that awaits you. Run in such a way that you please your master, that you please the Lord, and that you may obtain that prize that you run for. Matthew 6, 19-21 Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Folks, where is your, your treasure at? 
Are you really trying to build a kingdom for yourself? Man, I got to get the new, the new car. I got to get the new, new suit, the new watch, the new this. I got to keep up with the Joneses. I got to build my own kingdom. I got to have a million dollars in the bank. I got to do all these things. For what? You're, it's like you're playing a video game. You're storing all your treasures up on earth where all these things, people can steal it. Moth can destroy it. Rust can destroy it. Why? Work for eternal rewards. Work for eternal treasures. It's going to be safe and secure up in, God, up in heaven with God. He's protecting it. Nobody's going to touch it. So work for that kind of treasure. And where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. If you're trying to get treasure on earth, your heart's going to be in that. It's not going to be in serving God. So store your treasure up in heaven and that's where your heart will be. You'll be thinking, man, how can I serve God today? How can I work for Him? How can I be about my Father's business? You'll be working towards eternal things, folks. Not things that are just going to be passing away, but things that's going to last you for an eternity. You've got to think about these things, folks. The most important thing you can do to prepare for eternity is to cultivate your relationship with God. Folks, we're going to be with Him for all eternity, so we need to make sure that we have a good relationship with Him right now. Romans 8.15 For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba is a and it's an enduring term that basically means like Papa. It's a loving term. So Father is more formal. You're my Father. I respect you. I have reverence for you. But when you say Abba attached to that, that's you're my Papa too. I love you and, and, and you're awesome and, and you help me and I appreciate you. And it's, it's more of a close relationship kind of a thing. It's more of a close relationship kind of a thing. Isaiah 55, 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Folks, you have a chance to seek him right now, to seek a real relationship with him right now. Seek him. Quit seeking these other things that are distracting you and taking away your attention from your true purpose, which is to serve your God. Hebrews eleven six 6, in our final scripture. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently seek God today. Seek him wholeheartedly with everything you have in you. Truly love him with your mind, your spirit, your body, your strength, with everything. Seek Him to the best of your ability. Seek Him in every area of your life. Seek to please Him in every area of your life. Not just on Wednesdays and Sundays, but every single day, 24-7. Serve God. Seek Him. Cultivate that relationship. Work towards eternal things. And you will truly understand the essence of eternity. Salah. Meditate and ponder on these things, my brethren. Think about these things as you have a chance to do so right now. Pray and ask for God to help you, and I pray for you as well. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned to the next one. God bless you.